Hello. Greetings. Greetings. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm going to start the stopwatch for first tangent of the podcast. I'm just going to be very direct and plow on and not have... Oh, is that bus that had the advert that we are looking at earlier? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Tom and I went to go and get a healthy lunch and walked across the road and saw a... I don't usually look at bus adverts for films because they're usually... You're now doing a tangent I know, about I know, the I know. joke. I know, I know. But there's a good World War II... Uh, bomber fighter plane thing. Let it, let it be said, there was a whole season Catch Fire London where there was a performer doing a gig at Wembley Arena that looked just like Aaron Ribello. Oh, yeah. And so for a number of months, I'd be sat in the pastoral room and someone would be pouring out their heart about, you know, the day their dog died and how that, you know, they believed the ungodly belief that people that were close to them would let them down and the bus would go by and I'd just be like, because <laughs> Aaron Ribello would be on a bus outside the window. It'd be like a real kind of like Elvis rock star kind of pose. Yeah, yeah I forgot that's that. great. So in our, yeah, in our offices, we're looking out over uh, the vista of North East Wembley, Lane? East, yeah. Lane? East Lane and Pasture Road. Yeah, and so the buses go by. Anyway, there we go. There's the ta- there's the mandatory tangent. Um, the mangent. To start <laughs> always. Um, welcome. Um, we were not here last week. No. Um, we were not here in many ways. We were not here as a podcast, and we were not here as people in this country. I feel like the listeners may think that it's naive of us to think this was the first time we've been described as not here. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we were, last week, um, were in the Dominican Republic at a Catch the Fire World Leaders Advance. And I was thinking, I get the idea about advancing, that's good. I wonder why it's called a Leaders Advance, not a Leaders Retreat. And then I kind of did the maths in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, because like retreat is bad and advancing is good so that's probably why it wasn't called a retreat full disclosure i was sat there when they're like we don't call it a retreat we call it advance and in my head i'm like i'm more than happy to retreat right now this is (laughs) (laughs) feel like i need some time off the front lines yeah but um what we thought we'd do is um chat a little bit about share what we did um because we're really conscious that um you know unless you were in the room uh you may not have a clue what leaders do when they gather together and you know social media and instagram and all of that we all like posting a picture of posing sort of uh under a gorgeous beach with the you know all of the colors and all of the sea and everything and it could give the impression that we were just you know having a beach holiday together. yeah um so we thought we'd talk about it yeah uh so tom you were you were actually at the one two years ago yes in toronto i was um in like January or September. Cold. Which is slightly different to the Dominican Republic. Contents of my suitcase look very different for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abby and I have got a holiday this year. We're going to Minnesota in December. And we're also flying down to see some family in Texas. So it's like thermals and jumpers and, you know, all the rest of it. And shorts and t-shirts as well, so it's a bit weird. Nice. Um, but what was it two years ago? Because uh, I wasn't there for that one. So. so two years ago was uh, prior to the annual conference. So it was a few days uh, tagged on the front, and it was held in the room above. For those of you who've been in Toronto, like there's the mezzanine, and they kind of 
um, made some space there for us. And it was much like you would expect a, a, a conference to be, you know, it's basically like a leadership conference, but just very intimate. There were probably 50 people in the room just reserved at, at that time for the, for the senior leaders. So we, we met, we gathered, uh, we shared vision as in, you know, Duncan and Kate and John and Carol and, and the other world leaders cast vision. And this is where we feel God's taking us in this next season. And, you know, here's the rally cry, oh, you know, but also times of refreshing. Cause I think, you know, particularly for, for people that are in a, a senior leadership position, it's very rare that you get to be in a room and be off duty. Yeah. Um, even when you're not, you know, there, there are some days when I'm not on the rotor, but you, you know, you don't take a holiday from being a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a leader. It's just who you are. It's what, what you, you know, what you're pre, uh, predisposed to do. So I, I think for me, the big plus has always been having the, benefit and the privilege of having a room where people are ministering to me and I'm not I'm not responsible I'm not worrying about is everyone engaging is everyone okay if you hear you know? someone crying behind you you're not disengaging yeah. so you can check well, someone's praying for someone else will get that yeah well kind <laughs> yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. you think sort of you know 51 of the other weeks in the year yeah yeah you you do yeah you do be the guy who goes and yeah yeah does that you know so that was amazing for me just to have a week knowing I can receive and also knowing it's a safe place where everyone in the room gets it. Everyone, you know, just the, yeah. the, 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 the love you feel from people who, who can look you in the eye and say, I understand that's, yeah. that's huge. That's massive. Yeah. yeah. So it was good for me personally and, and for Abby as well also. Yeah, no, and I, I think um, that's what I definitely received because I was in London two years ago and was hearing about it, um, and it definitely felt it felt like uh, the equity of relationships across the movement with Catch Fire across leaders shot up as a result of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this year, uh, it was uh, about 120 of us. 150, I think. 150, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe. And it was senior leaders. Um, there were a few associate pastors there. Um, some churches that maybe haven't, you know, catch fire churches maybe haven't even given the title yet, but have their number two person or couple. Yeah. So were there. And then there was also the catch fire world worship um, retreat kind of happening coinciding. Yeah. So they they obviously led us in worship, stayed for some sessions, and then went out to do sessions yeah. themselves because obviously. Um, uh, worship is something that's really expanding and growing in in our movement at the moment, um, and so they went spent some time pouring into each other, which was really really great. Yeah. So, um, what uh, I, I I know I was in attendance too, but I feel like I've stepped into an interviewing mode. So <laughs> what what was uh, what was the standard day? So standard day. Um breakfast in the hotel restaurant which was lovely always wonderful when you know you're having good meals cooked for you um, and even then just even you know most conferences you go on like the time two years ago at Toronto everyone's staying in different hotels some people are in host homes some people are traveling in from their own homes because yeah. they live in Toronto so you know breakfast was often just a you know a, a rushed meal before you got to the session whereas all of the break times here were also opportunities to sit and to mm -hmm. chat and even just I mean not to downplay the actual sessions themselves but for me probably 
some of the biggest moments were in the break times when you're just chatting with people coincidentally and you you get a nugget of wisdom from this guy I mean I remember looking over at you and seeing you on a table with like Andrew McMillan who leads a multiple thousand member church Seth Fawcett who's an apostle you know and Steve Long who's you know led the revival in Toronto all those years and like you know thinking that Alistair was not only getting a great breakfast but getting yeah. a feast of spiritual input is, is, yeah. is amazing and so that, that was great but also just the friendship you know getting to chat to uh, Abby and I lead a cluster which is of the European Catch Fire churches and you know we talk to these people weekly over over FaceTime over Zoom uh, but actually getting to be in the same room face to face and just hearing what's going on in their lives and hearing their stories and not just ministry stuff but even like how are your kids like what's going on hey you just you you know Kieran from Manchester you just you know quit your job and you've gone full time with the church you're homeschooling your kids like tell me about that like how is that that sounds crazy yeah <laughs> and just hearing the updates hearing what God's doing was so precious so that was breakfast then 10 until 12 30 we would have a morning session which is as you would expect as a conference you know time of worship time of ministry and then teaching and ministry and fantastic content um, we had these wonderful little learning moments spots throughout the week which was people that you wouldn't normally expect to hear uh, our very own Alistair Foreman doing an amazing one and many others it was it was really lovely hearing that and then lunchtime we then had the afternoons off which was a, a huge blessing so that was either time on the beach or just time to be on your own and soak and, and be with the Lord time to just catch up with friends um, perhaps in a more intimate setting so lovely just to have that space and like I said many of the times were just in the sea chatting with Stuart was, and the Allen from New Zealand and yeah, you know I, mean, I was I was floating in I was floating waist deep in the sea with Stu um Glasborough and Andrew McMillan from Medellin and we were talking about training and equipping our preachers and like saying hey Andrew you've got a church of like 9,000 how do you train mm and raise up preachers like do you have a specific sort of area that you ask them to stay in do you just let them sort of be themselves and and he was just like oh well Alice, you know what i just get them to write so what above the top of their notes because yeah. i don't want them to preach anything if it's not going to affect someone's life yeah and i'm just like floating there and it's just wow like, how many times have i prepared a message and not thought yeah so what like what, what what's yeah. this for um and i'm i'm sat there just thinking, this looks, to anybody else watching, <laughs> I look like I'm sort of just having fun in the sea. I am using every morsel of this time to pick this guy's brain. Yeah, Because yeah. he's an apostle in the kingdom and he's leading phenomenally well. And it was, that was the thing about the, I thought that there would be times where we'd have to sort of, all the pastors would want to break and want to like not talk about church. You know, they'd want to kick off their shoes and just enjoy being able to step out for a moment but every meal time every sat on a sun lounger walking between sessions you're always talking to someone about like how, how do you guys do like leadership how do you do the mm. pastoral when you've got somebody who's just <coughs> struggling and nobody seems to be able to get a breakthrough what do you do with that one person who just you know and so on and so forth and i was so surprised with just how eager everybody was to both learn and to share what they'd learned mm. you know so that was that was one of the things about the free time that really mm. uh, really got i think me. i asked you one of the days oh what, what did you do this afternoon on the break and you said i literally floated in and out of about four yeah, conversations yeah, <laughs> yeah i did which is great um, but it was precious time. It was really it meant a lot to me to just have have that time carved out for me to 
sounds selfish, but for me to get what I needed, if I needed, you know, Steve, Teb, who many of you will know, was loving that time because it meant he got extra time with Jesus and he was off yeah. on his sun lounger for a bit, having, uh, as Matt and Kate put it, prezzing out. And then um, and then he's chatting with Chris and Summer Sheely probably about Catch Fire Music or he's chatting with Andrew McMillan about, you know, worship in his church and stuff. And so, yeah, just people being able to have the space to get their emotional ministry friendship needs met yeah kind of in that time that was yeah. precious and then evening sessions again as you would expect uh, we had a visiting speaker not from the catch Eye movement called seth Fawcett from new zealand who did all of the evening sessions he was the kind of keynote speaker if you will and um yeah just again very Fiery. Fiery yeah guy. very 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 kind of familiar to us in terms of style but very profound and unfamiliar to us in terms of content i thought yeah, some of the yeah. stuff he was bringing was brilliant and not stuff you would typically hear in catch the fire but the method of delivery was about as fiery and wacky as you could get so yeah yeah he he literally needed three people to hold him up of which <laughs> i was one yeah. on two occasions and you brilliant. know they talk about the weight of god the glory of god like that man weighed more than he should have weighed. Yeah. Like that, I don't say that derogatory. Yeah. Three of us tried to pick him up off the floor once and we couldn't. Wow. And I just think that was the, the weight of God. I yeah. Experience That's cool. Like that. What do you think, um, and I'll answer this question for myself in a second. <laughs> I'll take a break. <laughs> what, what do you think you received that you'll be bringing back to Catch the Fire Church? And what do you think you received that you'll be bringing back for Tottles of? Good question. Um, well, I think for the church, just having rested, refreshed and re-envisioned leaders is never going to be a bad thing. My hope and prayer would be that every person who comes to catch the fire will feel the benefit of that in some shape or form. Mm. Um, I spent the whole of Monday afternoon just visioning on a whiteboard as some fresh inspiration and fresh downloads, probably for the first time in a little while that I've had that level of excitement about something that God's laid on my heart. And that was really great. Um, Monday evening, Abby and I had our Ignite group uh, where we live in Rickmansworth and just, yeah, amazing just h hearing, you know, having having a chance to share and just hearing different people sharing about what's going on and just this sense of God is very much um, stirring lots of things in this season, catch fire globally, catch fire locally, like he's, it, it feels like chess pieces are being moved in preparation for something really mm. exciting and so yeah, it just feels like that's all part of preparation. Um, I think for me, Personally, I went through some fairly intense ministry on the second to last night. It was actually our last night because we left uh, early for a friend's wedding. But the Thursday evening, I, I had um, Lindley Allen, who's the lead pastor and world prophet for Catch Fire, Seth Fawcett, who we just mentioned, and Carolina all praying for me and breaking stuff off me and mm. doing ministry on me. And it was super intense, but I got some really big breakthrough that was personally very precious to me but i feel organizationally will be very um yeah. very important for our church yeah so it was good to be continued i yeah, feel yeah. for me and yeah maybe yeah. i'll share some more on that at a later date yeah no it's, it's really good how about it's yourself really um i think for me I, I said to Stu at one point um i think the word cities has been said more in the last week than in the last five years in in a gathered catch the fire meeting yeah. which isn't to say cities weren't important five years ago, but I think just the desire to plant more churches, to see cities transformed is just so much more of a um, priority now. And maybe, you know, that's the ripple effects that we're seeing coming from Bethel and other places that have really um, done amazing transformation. And 
I just felt like it was, we were constantly talking about the transformation of cities and, um, and by cities, you know, cities start with your neighbor next to you. Cities start with your local shop around the corner. It's not just, um, you know, uh, seeing a big flag flying over London saying everybody's a Christian, but, you know, they're preaching on the, uh, in Acts, you know, about how whole cities gave their life to God, you know? Um, and so there's some, that was something that corporately for me both made me feel like ah you know what our vision's right on track because we're talking about um, having amazing holy spirit saturated sunday meetings a city-wide community equipping people to go out and change the world and very specifically impacting the city of london and i'm like that's great because you're saying stuff that we all just caught from god you know this last year in a in a new way and that felt very confirming to me that mm. the reason we are where we are is because God wants us to impact where we are. Yeah. So that felt really good for me from a, from a corporate level. Um, I think for me personally, um, a lot of different things, a lot of different um, movements. I think I, I sort of felt like I was, I was, God was saying like, you know, you've got a voice, so use it. Um, and uh, I... Uh, <laughs> maybe moment of vulnerability when, when we were doing all the learning moments, everybody was, a lot of people standing up and going fiery and, you know, going a certain way. And I went up and just did a prayer, um, which afterwards people were coming up to me and saying, wow, that was like spoken word. It was so poetic. And I'm like, oh, I, I was just seeing it as a prayer. You know, I, mm. I, I wrote it down beforehand and yeah, I had some soaking music in the background, but I wasn't doing a performance. And um, Gordon Harris from the, uh, um, school of ministry said, you know, that could have been risky you doing that, you know, cause people might have just wanted an impartation of fire or something, mm -hmm. but it's like, you had something and you trusted God and you chose to step out and be yourself and it landed and God used it and it touched people. And I think for me, that was a, an encouragement to sort of like, Hey, look, live in the skin that God's given me, be the person that God's made me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, be inspired and have the DNA of the movement, but be, be you, you yeah. know? And I think that's, that's both, that was very challenging to me. And I would hope that anyone listening kind of takes that on board as well, that, you know, we want to have the fire values. We want to encounter God's transforming presence. We want to be, catch the fire. Um, but we also need to be the people God made us to be. Um, and some people that's going to be punching the air and going fire on you. And for other people, that's going to be, being a contemplator for six hours of your Saturday mm. and finding God in the written word and then, you know, bringing it a different way. So that just kind of really encouraged me. Um, and I was just so blessed and kind of want to say thank you, you know, to the church for allowing something like this to be able to happen. Yeah. Um, Cause we've got the connections that we've got with leaders around the world are only going to benefit our home family. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for releasing us. You, if you were at church on the Sunday, I heard Nick Pengelly and the, and the team did a great job, but you would have noticed perhaps an absence of the, the faces you would normally see. But yeah, we just appreciate you guys blessing us and releasing us and cheering us on as we, as we get that kind of input time. And it is, you know, it is a rest. Sure. It is lovely to, to have that opportunity, but it's also a time of profound input and investment and you know, investment always brings a return when it's done in a in a wise and a godly way. And so, yeah, our prayer would be that you guys feel the benefit of that moving forward, and that it's uh, is seen as a as a good return on the investment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would always remind people about 
the need to divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually. And nice. you've got to have a little daily moment out of the rat race, a weekly moment, which is your Sabbath, and then a yearly, you pack up your bags and you walk out the door, even if you go down the road, you do something <laughs> to just break the cycle. Um, and so, yeah. Amen. Amen.